Hello and welcome to episode number 22 of my Think Better Live Better podcast. This is your host Satish Kumar. I sincerely hope that listening to this podcast is making you a better person and you create a positive impact for your family, friends, colleagues and the society. I am super excited about today's content. Let us look at how we can create beautiful workplaces as we spend majority of our living time at our offices. Let me start this episode with an analogy. It was a warm and sunny day, a day just like one would expect for that time of year. There was a calm, gentle breeze that broke the intensity of the sun. It was by all accounts a perfect day. All of a sudden, out of the corner of an eye, the calm was shattered. Perhaps it was a rustle of the grass or maybe he thought he saw something. He couldn't be sure, but frankly, it didn't matter. All that mattered was that there might have been something out there. Something dangerous, something deadly. The anxiety alone was quite enough for the gazelle to stop grazing and immediately lift its head to try to see what it hoped was not a lion. Another gazelle noticed that one of the members of its group was alerted to a possible threat and it too immediately stopped eating to look up two sets of eyes or better than one before long the whole group had joined in none of them knew what specifically they were looking for they only knew that if one of the members of the group felt threatened they should all feel threatened then in an instant one of the gazelles one that wasn't originally alerted to the potential threat saw the lion about to pounce and instinctively made a mad dash in the opposite direction whether they also saw the lion or not all the gazelles in the herd followed in the same direction all running at full speed the lion attempted to give chase but couldn't run for long before it ran out of energy the surprise attack was foiled and all the gazelles got to live another day this is one of the primary benefits of group living every member of the group can help look out for danger if one individual in this group senses danger the whole group can help spot it before it's too late it is a familiar scene played out in many a nature documentary sometimes the lion makes the kill and sometimes it doesn't but the response from the gazelles is always the same first one or few of them sense something is amiss then they try to get a bead on the threat and if there is a threat they run for their lives it is that initial feeling the sense that something might be out there that would do them harm that sets the whole scene in motion at the end of the day gives the herd a greater opportunity for survival the feeling that something is wrong is a natural early warning system all social mammals have including us it is designed to alert us to threats and heighten our senses to prepare for possible danger minus that feeling we would only be alerted to danger when we actually saw something or when the attack had already begun and from a survival standpoint that would perhaps be too late that quote unquote gut feeling that the gazelle and the rest of us get that something dangerous is lurking 
is caused by a chemical called cortisol. Cortisol is responsible for the stress and anxiety we experience when something goes bump in the night. It is the first level of our fight or flight response like a high security alarm system that automatically calls the police. Cortisol is designed to alert us to possible danger and prepare us to take extra measures to protect ourselves to raise our chances of survival. Apply the same scene of the gazelles to an office scenario. One person hears a rumor that there are going to be layoffs. He tells a friend at work and before too long, just like the herd of the gazelles, one by one, the word spreads and the whole office starts chatting and worrying and anxious about the layoffs. All the employees have a heightened sense of alertness thanks to the cortisol flowing through their veins. The stress they feel will distract them from getting anything else done until they feel that the threat has passed. In the event of an actual threat, like police responding to an alarm, adrenaline is released into our bloodstream, giving us energy to get away or boosting our strength to face our enemy. If you have ever heard of stories of mothers who suddenly gain superhuman strength to save their children, that comes from adrenaline. But if there is no threat, we take a deep breath, wait for the cortisol to leave our bloodstream, allow our heart rate to return to normal and relax again. Cortisol is not supposed to stay in our systems. It is supposed to fire off when we sense a threat and then leave when the threat has passed and for good reason. The stress on our bodies is serious. The manner in which it reconfigures our internal systems can cause lasting damage if we have to live in a perpetual state of fear or anxiety. We all know what cortisol feels like when we fear for our well-being. But it is also behind the feelings of anxiety, discomfort or stress we have at work. Unlike gazelles, humans have sophisticated neocortices, the part of our brain responsible for language as well as rational, analytical and abstract thought. Whereas a gazelle reacts to the cortisol in their bodies, we as humans want to know the cause of our stress, to understand or make sense of our feelings. We often try to find the source of what we think is threatening us, real or perceived, to explain our unease. We may blame a boss who lies to us. We may blame a colleague who we fear would stab us in the back to advance their own career. We may beat ourselves up for speaking out of turn at a meeting. We cycle through any number of things we did or did not do to help us understand why we feel anxious. The paranoia cortisol creates is just doing its job. It is trying to get us to find the threat and prepare for it. Fight, run or hide. When the danger is real or imagined, the stress we feel is real. Unlike our rational minds, our bodies do not try to assess what the danger is. We simply react to the chemicals flowing through our bloodstreams to prepare us for what might be lurking. Our paleolithic brain doesn't care about understanding the threat. It just wants us to increase our chance of survival. 
what's more our bodies don't understand that we work in offices and not in the open savannas our ancient early warning system doesn't understand that the danger we face is hardly life threatening which is why in an effort to help us protect our interests that system prompts us to react as if it was threatening a friend of mine who works at a university went to an office to fill out some administrative paperwork he was polite and friendly to the young woman sitting at the desk but she wasn't that polite or friendly to him though she didn't say anything rude or wrong he could sense that she wasn't that concerned about him or his needs she answered his questions with a word or two and didn't give him any extra help or directions beyond what was minimally required even when he asked when he engaged with another person again he felt like he had somehow bothered or upset him simply by asking him to do what was his job although as employees of the same organization it was in their mutual interest to assist him but there was no cooperation just imagine you working in an office where nobody cared for one another people would prefer to keep up to themselves engage only when necessary do their work and then go home at the end of the day there is no sense that anyone would risk themselves or go out of their way to offer protection to another and because of this though there is no threat of layoffs and the work stress is low there is a constant low grade anxiety as social animals we feel stress when we feel unsupported that subconscious feeling that something is not right the feeling that we are responsible for ourselves and no one else is there to help the feeling we get that most of the people with whom we work care primarily about themselves we feel very scary in these kind of offices and the problem is not with the people it is with the environment when a gazelle senses trouble it alerts the rest of its herd increasing the chances of the survival of all unfortunately many of us work in environments where members of the group don't care much about one another's fate which means that valuable information like impending danger is often kept secret as a result bonds of trust among employees or between leaders and workers are weak if they exist at all we are left almost without an option but to put ourselves first if we fear our boss doesn't like us if we are constantly worried that if we make a mistake we will get in trouble if we think that someone we work with will try to take credit for something we did or stab us in the back to get ahead if we pay attention to too much media hype if we fear that the company is not going to make its numbers and layoffs may be around the corner if people are generally disengaged if we do not feel the circle of safety that small amount of cortisol runs in our veins all the time this is a serious problem for one thing cortisol actually stops the release of oxytocin the chemical responsible for empathy this means that when there is only a weak circle of safety and people must invest time and energy to guard against politics and other dangers inside the company it actually makes us even more selfish and less concerned about one another or the organization 
working in an unhealthy and unbalanced culture is a lot like climbing mount everest we adapt to our surroundings even though the conditions are dangerous climbers know to spend time at base camp to adapt in time their bodies will get accustomed to the conditions so that they can persevere we do the same thing in an unhealthy culture if the conditions were violent or shocking with the threat of layoffs every single day we would never stay but when the conditions are more subtle things like office politics opportunism occasional round of layoffs and a general lack of trust among colleagues we adapt and we tend to stick around for more time like being at base camp on everest we believe that we are fine and can cope however the fact remains that the human animal is not built for these conditions even though we may think we are comfortable the effects of the environment still take their toll just because we become accustomed or just because it becomes normal doesn't mean it's acceptable on everest even after we have adapted if we spend too long on the mountain our internal organs start to break down in an unhealthy culture it is the same even though we can get used to living with stress and low regular levels of cortisol in our bodies that doesn't mean we should a constant flow of cortisol isn't just bad for the organizations it can also do serious damage to our health like the other selfish chemicals cortisol can help us survive but it isn't supposed to be in our system all the time it wreaks havoc with our glucose metabolism it also increases our blood pressure and inflammatory responses and impairs our cognitive ability cortisol increases aggression suppresses our emotions and generally leaves us feeling stressed out and here is the killer literally cortisol prepares our bodies to react suddenly to fight or run as circumstances demand because this takes a lot of energy when we feel threatened our bodies turn off non essential functions such as digestion and growth once the stress has passed these systems are turned down again unfortunately the immune system is one of the functions that the body deems non essential so it shuts down during cortisol bursts in other words if we work in environments in which trust is low relationships are weak or transactional and stress and anxiety are normal we become much more vulnerable to illness whereas oxytocin boosts our immune system cortisol comprises it that our modern world has seen high rates of cancer diabetes heart disease and other preventable illnesses may not be a coincidence today these conditions are far more likely to kill us than threats like violent crime or terrorism seven times more people die each year from heart disease and cancer than all the people murdered in a decade of course stress alone is not causing all these deaths but the numbers are so huge and growing it seems only responsible for the leaders of the organizations to take some accountability for how they may be contributing that something as simple as a corporate incentive system or a corporate culture is actually contributing to the statistics 
is horrifying. Our jobs are literally killing us. On the other hand, a strong organizational culture is good for our health. The environment in which we work and the way we interact with the one another really matters. A good working environment helps ensure that we can build the bonds of trust required for effective cooperation. Because our ancient legacy systems cannot distinguish between the threats we may have faced in the Paleolithic era and the perceived threats we face in a modern work environment, the response is the same. Our bodies release cortisol to help us stay alive. If we work in an environment in which leadership tells the truth, in which layoffs are not the default in hard times, and in which incentive structures do not pit us against one another, the result is trust and cooperation, thanks to the increased levels of oxytocin and serotonin. This is what work-life balance means. It has nothing to do with the hours we work or the stress we suffer. It has to do with where we feel safe. If we feel safe at home, but we don't feel safe at work, then we will suffer what we perceive to be a work-life imbalance. If we have strong relationships at home and at work, if we feel like we belong, if we feel protected in both, then the powerful forces of a magical chemical like oxytocin can diminish the effect of stress and cortisol. With trust, we do things for each other, look out for each other and sacrifice for each other, all of which adds up to our sense of security inside a circle of safety. We have a feeling of comfort and confidence at work that reduces the overall stress because we do not feel our well-being is threatened. Dear friends, let us all create workplaces where we look out for each other, build trust, create confidence amongst our employees so that we all can lead happy lives and build a better world. And one more thing, wherever you are today or whatever you are doing, just make it your goal to also make somebody else's life better. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend. Spread the message if you think it is something they could benefit from. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Today, I will leave you with the following thought from Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius who lived 2000 years ago. A branch cut from its neighboring branch is necessarily cut away from the whole tree. In the same way, a human being severed from just one other human has dropped from the whole community. Now the branch is cut off by someone else but a man separates himself from his neighbor by his own hatred or rejection, not realizing that he has thereby severed himself from the wider society of fellow citizens. We can grow back again to our neighbor and resume our place in the complement of the whole. Too often repeated, such separation makes it harder to unite and restore the divided part. In sum, the branch which stays with the tree from the beginning of its growth and shares its transpiration is not the same as the branch which is cut off and then regrafted. 
so remember do not go away from any human being if you already have it's never too late to go back and reunite until next time my friends thank you so much again for listening and i hope you have an amazing day bye for now